Welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks, I bring you a folktale from a different country or culture so that we can get to know that place better. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Hungary. This episode's story, Marcy the Honest Thief, is about an honest and quick-thinking young man and a jealous king who puts him to the test. Again and again and again. One of the many things that I googled in preparation for this episode was, are chickens good luck in Hungary? Google followed up with the suggested question of, what is the spirit of a chicken? Which is really something to ponder. But why did I ask if chickens were good luck in Hungary? Because later in our story, a hen and her chicks are said to be good luck. And I wanted to find out if this belief was specific to this tale, or to Hungary, or what. It turns out that many cultures believe that chickens and hens and roosters can be good luck or bad luck, depending on their coloring or where you see them. But Hungary itself doesn't have any chicken-specific superstitions. One quick thing that I want to mention is about the music in this episode. All of the music in this episode is by the Hungarian composer Franz Litz, who started performing in concerts at the age of nine. And if you didn't know, I always put the song titles and artists of the music in each episode in the show notes. Okay, that's it. Let's start the story. Grab a cup of tea or a stuffy or a blanket and get ready for our journey. Are you ready? Let's go. Marcy, the Honest Thief Long ago and far away lived a poor woman. She had a son, Marcy, an honest and upright boy. He was also skillful, quick-witted, and well-known in those parts for his common sense. The king heard about his reputation and became envious. He was afraid that his own reputation for practical wisdom would be overshadowed by that of Marcy. So he called the boy to the court for the sole purpose of outsmarting him. Are you the Marcy who is so well known for common sense? asked the king. Are you really as bright as I heard you are? I want you to prove it to me. If you know so much, do you know how to steal? Your majesty, replied Marcy, I have never stolen in my whole life. God helping, I never will. Ah, said the king, but you must. That you have never stolen before means nothing to me. I have twelve plowmen working in my field. You must steal the twelve yoke of oxen and the twelve plows from them upon peril of your life. If you succeed, you will become their rightful owner. Marcy went home with a heavy heart and told his mother about the king's demands. Just think about it, his mother said. You are sure to find a solution. Think about it, he did. And in a few days, he said to his mother, For my plan, I need a mother hen and twelve black chicks. What do you want with them? She asked, but she received no answer. 
She got the mother hen and the 12 black chicks and gave them to him. Marcy left immediately for the edge of the forest next to the field where the 12 plowmen were plowing with their 12 yoke of oxen and their 12 plows. There he released the birds and shouted, Look, a wild hen and her 12 chicks. Catch them and they will bring you good luck. The 12 plowmen left their 12 yoke of oxen and 12 plows and rushed into the forest to catch the hen and her chicks. Marcy quickly stole the 12 yoke of oxen, the 12 plows, and took them home. When he sent his mother to the king to announce that he was now the proud owner of 12 yoke of oxen and 12 plows, the king became very angry and called for Marcy a second time. So, you succeeded, did you? said the king. Yes, your majesty, replied Marcy. You are lucky. Anyone can steal something if it is unguarded. Now you must steal the wheat from my granary. It is heavily guarded day and night. You have only until tomorrow morning to do this upon peril of your life, said the king. Again Marcy left with a heavy heart. He had to steal against his wishes, and his life was at risk. What could he possibly do? To make it more difficult, the king doubled the guard and ordered them to do their worst when Marcy appeared. Marcy, however, learned about the king's order and devised a plan. He made a straw man, dressed it in his own clothes, and put his own cap on its head. He stealthily placed it in front of the granary. Then he hid himself and sneezed loudly. <laughs> Guards seemed to come from everywhere. They saw the straw man right at the door and attacked. One severed its head and the others did their worst. Nothing remained except a pile of cut up clothes and straw. Convinced that they had done their job, the guards went to the king to report their success. He was overjoyed and celebrated them with the best of his foods and wine. In the meantime, Marcy stole the wheat and again sent his mother to the king to report his success. The king was blue with rage and rushed to the granary to investigate. He found it exactly as Marcy had reported and ordered the guards, who were so readily deceived, to be put to death. A third time, the king called Marcy to the palace. So, you succeeded, did you? shouted the king. Yes, your majesty, replied Marcy. You were lucky again, said the king. The guards were only fools. Now I have a real test for you. You must steal my golden-haired stallion from the royal stable. It is guarded at all times by 100 armed stablemen. If you succeed, my crown is yours. If not, your head is mine. It would be more equitable, sir, if it were your head or mine, said Marcy. But be it as it may, I have to try. To make it more difficult, the king doubled the guard and ordered them to do their worst when Marcy appeared. Again, Marcy heard of the king's order. It was not intended to be a secret. It was intended to be a discouragement. This time, his heart was not heavy. He already had a plan. He bought several bottles of brandy and put sleeping potion in them. Then he put on the shabby clothes of a fool. In the evening, toward dark, he rattled the stable door. Knowing what had happened to the guards of the granary, the stablemen were not eager to admit even a fool. However, when they saw that he had several bottles of brandy, they let him in and, 
when he appeared to fall asleep on a pile of straw, they drank his brandy. One by one, they fell asleep, even the ones holding the reins and the tail of the king's stallion and the one mounted in the saddle on its back. When all were asleep, Marcy led the horse to his own barn. In the morning, the king went personally to the royal stable. Shocked, he found the horse missing and all of the stablemen sleeping soundly. Unable to give any reasonable account for being deceived, they too met their untimely end. The king decided that only he was competent to stand guard when he gave Marcy an assignment. This time, Marcy did not send his mother. He went directly to the king and claimed his kingly crown. So you succeeded, did you? raged the king. You were lucky. Again, the guards were only so many fools. Now I myself will stand guard and we will see how lucky you are. Now you must steal my dinner tomorrow night. If you succeed, you will receive my sword. If not, I will receive your head. This time, Marcy made a wooden hand and put it on a stick, to which he fastened a rope. He made a small opening under the royal kitchen window, in line with the cook's table. The next day, when the king was sitting in the dining hall and the butler was about to serve, Marcy pushed the hand through the hole and guided it toward the royal platter. When the butler saw it, he ran from the kitchen to the king and reported that Marcy was trying to steal his dinner. Grabbing his sword, the king sprang to the kitchen and cut off the hand of the wooden arm. Marcy pulled on the rope, withdrew the stick, and raced for the palace door. The king, wanting to finish the job, burst out of the kitchen looking for the bleeding Marcy. While he was outside, Marcy was inside stealing his royal dinner. Again, Marcy went to the king and this time claimed the royal sword. So you succeeded, did you? snarled the king. You are a very lucky young man. Even a king can be fooled once, but not a second time. Your majesty, said Marcy, your servants were given only one opportunity. Shouldn't you meet an untimely death for being deceived? But I am the king, he shouted. They were only ordinary men. I'm worth a million of them. I have one more test for you. If you succeed, I will give you the princess in marriage. If not, I will receive your head. This is the test. You must steal the golden ring from the queen's finger before morning. Towards the evening, Marcy sneaked into the royal suite in the palace and heard the king say to his wife, My dear, I'm going to take a short walk. When I return, I want you to give me your golden ring for safekeeping. That rascally Marcy will try to steal it tonight. As soon as the king left, Marcy quietly entered the royal bedchamber and waited until the queen had gone to bed. Then, disguising his voice, he said, My dear, I'm back. Now give me the ring. Half asleep, the queen handed him the ring in the gathering darkness. Marcy remained hidden behind the door. When the king came in and began to light a candle, he sneaked out as quickly as he had come in. In the candlelight, the king sat down beside the sleeping queen and said softly, I have returned, my dear. Now please give me your golden ring for safekeeping until morning. Half awake, half asleep, the queen replied, Don't you remember, my love? 
that I gave you the ring only a few minutes ago? You asked for it, and I put it in your hand. Now come to bed and think no more of this until morning. Sleep he could not. His rage was so great that the king could not contain himself. He sat at a table, thinking and thinking, until the night was gone. As the king expected, Marcy appeared in the morning with the golden ring in hand to claim the princess for his bride. She was famed for her beauty and intelligence, and was the object of countless royal and wealthy suitors. Coming to his senses at last, and recognizing defeat, the king said quietly, So you succeeded again, did you? You alone are worthy of the princess. Come, my son, you will make a deserving successor to my throne when I am gone. The wedding celebration lasted a whole week. Never before and never after was there such a wedding. Nobles and commoners from far and near streamed through the palace grounds. Musicians played their fiddles and sang, and everybody ate, drank, and danced to their heart's content. The end. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed Marcy the Honest Thief. What did you think of the king's challenges? How did you feel about the king taking such a long time to finally admit defeat and that Marcy was too clever to be outsmarted and outguarded? Again, I'm not thrilled that the princess is always offered up as a grand prize for any sort of feat, but I was impressed with the way Marcy handled the last assignment. That is it for this episode. Before I go, now that we have reached the 20th episode or pair of episodes, I want to share with you, my dear listeners, who you are in good company with as fellow lovers of this show. Global Storytime Podcast has been listened to in 32 states and 19 countries around the world. I want to list them so that when you hear your state or country, you can do a little dance. And if you don't hear a specific state or country, but you know somebody who lives there, send them a link to the show. I would love to be heard in every U.S. state, every Canadian province. Right now, I'm up to five. And in as many countries as possible. Okay, are you ready for the big list? Here we go. U.S. states where Global Storytime Podcast has been listened to are Oregon, of course, Washington, California, Texas, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Virginia, Ohio, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Arizona, Maryland, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Tennessee, Idaho, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Kansas, Alabama, Louisiana, New York, Nebraska, Hawaii, Florida, South Carolina, Indiana, and Connecticut. And the countries where Global Storytime Podcasts has been listened to are the United States, of course, Ghana, Australia, France, Germany, Russia, Brazil, Canada, New Zealand, Vietnam, the United Kingdom, India, the Netherlands, Hungary, Finland, the United Arab Emirates, Suriname, Nepal, and South Africa. To all of my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and telling others about it. As always, if you want to learn more about Hungary, its history, culture, and more, make sure you listen to this week's informational episode. It is episode 20B, Let's Learn About Hungary. You can also follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast. I would love feedback. Tell me what you like. What should be improved? 
Share a story or a country or a culture idea that you have. Please send me all your thoughts at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can pop those ideas, suggestions, or kudos into the review feed on Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for listening. I have been your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Next time, we're going to Canada. And I'll have more on why the next time you settle in for a story. Until then, bye. Bye.